Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1418 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs a seven days a week. And quick question, are you meditating daily? It is proven to have incredible benefits for those who do, and personally, I struggled with this. So I created 7Meditation. Check it out at 7Meditation.com. And we're going to chat with today's featured guest now, Mr. Ryan Holiday. Three Pete. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Yes. Ryan's a media strategist and prominent writer on both strategy and business. After dropping out of college at 19 to apprentice under Robert Greene, the author of The 48 Laws of Power, he went on to advise many best-selling authors and multi-platinum musicians. Ryan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, I was the director of marketing at American Apparel for a number of years. I wrote my first book in 2012, and now I am finishing number six as we as we speak. I have it <laughs> I have it up on the computer right now. Wow. Um, so yeah, and I, I live in, in in Austin, Texas, on a small farm. So I'm doing the writer thing. So if you're finishing number six right now, that means you're probably going to be a four-peat on EO5, which has not happened uh, very often. I think I literally have two four-peats in 1,418 episodes. So you'll be joining a pretty esteemed crowd, Orion, but you're a pretty esteemed guy. That would be an honor. (laughs) And Fire Nation, if you've missed episode 34, I mean, please go back and listen to that. Ryan was amazing, of course. I was horrible. It was my 34th episode. Um, Then check out 575, where we both crushed it. And now 1418, which of course we're both going to crush again. Um, But before we get into the main point of the chat, Ryan, talk to us about how you are generating revenue in your businesses today. As a writer, obviously, I make money from the royalties of my books. Also, when you traditionally publish, you get an advance. Then I do a lot of speaking, and I write for a number of, of websites like the New York Observer and Thought Catalog. And then uh, in addition to being a writer, I have a, a what I call a creative agency. Um, we're, ba- we're based here in Austin. Um, we've worked with everyone from Tony Robbins to Tim Ferriss to Google and Taser. So I sort of do I have a foot in both camps. I'm I'm a creative person, but then I also have an entrepreneurial business, which I tend to find that having these sort of two things going on at the same time gives me uh, a better handle on each one of them individually. Fire Nation, you know I'm not a guy to blow smoke. I just don't do it. But when I say that when Ryan releases a book, I actually put it into what I call the immediate read category for me. That means whatever books I'm reading in Kindle, I'm usually reading at least, you know, a couple business books and a couple fiction books, a couple pleasure reading books, et cetera. Like those go off to the side and I sit down and I read his content because it's really inspiring. And Ryan, I definitely have to credit both you and your good friend, Tim Ferriss, with really introducing me to stoicism. You know, of course, I've heard of it before, but it just sounded so gosh darn boring, like, you know, like with the experiences I've had in the past. But then when you guys talked about it, I was like, this is amazing stuff. And I went on to to read a lot about it. But of course, I just like consuming your content on it because it's just so readable and fun. So let's kind of talk maybe about that first and foremost. Like, what was your intro to stoicism and how has that impacted your writing? So Stoic philosophy, I think when most people hear that, they think, oh, that must be boring. That's something I should have learned about in school. And it's, it's really the opposite, right? It's like when the most prominent uh, practitioner of a philosophy was the emperor of Rome in, in Marcus Aurelius, 
it, it tells you that I think it's a little something different. You know, I was introduced to Stoicism through Dr. Drew, of all people, like yeah. the, the famous host of Loveline, and now he's a big podcaster himself. I, I met him at a conference when I was 19, and I said, like, hey, what would you recommend that someone my age should read? And he told me to check out the Stoics. And it's really this robust sort of philosophy that's designed not to talk about things in the abstract, but to, but they say it's sort of to help you with the difficulties of life. Um, so my definition of Stoicism, uh, this the sort of encapsulation of philosophy to me is, you don't control what happens to you, you control how you respond. And so to me, that's a super empowering, exciting idea that's like, okay, I could get in a car accident tomorrow because someone was... Uh, you know, not paying attention. And I, I can't stop that from happening, but I do determine what I'm going to do about it. Or, you know, I could run into financial problems or my plane could get delayed or anything that could happen to me. That is, instead of looking at that as good or bad, I'm going to look at it as simply a fact. And then I'm going to choose how I respond to that fact. And I'm going to decide what I'm going to do with it. I love the mindset shift that I've personally had reading books like yours and other Stoic philosophy because it really has helped me in all of those different areas. And that's kind of something that we want to dive in today, Fire Nation, because, you know, one of those immediate reads that is just an absolute no-brainer you're going to be hearing about today, and that's Ryan's book, Ego is the Enemy. So, Ryan, kind of talk into why this was, you know, the next book that you wrote. I think it was number five, right? I think this is my fourth Okay. Um, I don't even know. But uh, <laughs> what I wanted to write about was the way in which our own sort of arrogance or overconfidence or, um, you know, self-belief, instead of being this positive force that's driving us forward, it's actually holding us back. You know, all of us are trying to do really hard things. You know, someone's trying to write a book or make a movie or start a podcast or, you know, start a business. And these these things are already difficult. If you add into that selfishness or self-absorption or delusion, you know, you add in the things that ego bring to it, the, the inability to hear other people, to care about other people. You, if you add that into it, it makes that hard thing even harder. So what I wanted to talk about is how we can be sort of objective and, and self-aware and honest um, as a way of actually not not making us less ambitious, but making it easier to fulfill our ambition. Well, you definitely succeeded with all of those things, writing this book. It's actually one of the few books that I currently read, I've currently read twice in this, this year alone, wow. because for me, like I'm actually one of those people where if I'm reading a book for the second time, I know what's coming up on the next page. Like I, sure. I don't have a photographic memory, but like with reading for some reason, like I just I've really absorbed the content. I know what's coming. So I so rarely read books, but with concepts like these, Fire Nation, like this is the kind of book that I just wanted to keep going back to. And like the way that you weave stories in, and I'm also like a history guy, like I've always loved history. So I've yeah. I love how you weave that stuff in. It's just such a readable read, Fire Nation. So don't be intimidated because we're talking about stoicism or, you know, ego is the enemy is the title. Like, don't let that intimidate you. And Ryan, let's kind of break it down, maybe the difference between ego and confidence. Sure. I think confidence is obviously important, right? If you don't believe you can do something, you're not going to be able to do it. But that's not enough, right? Just because you believe something doesn't mean you can do it. Uh, and, and so what I... What I'm talking about, there's this great MMA fighter named Frank Shamrock, who's yes. one of the pioneers of the sport. And, and he's saying, you know, confidence is based on what is real. He's saying it's earned. Whereas, like, 
ego is is what we feel, what we wish was true, or maybe what our mom told us was was the case. But it's <laughs> it's not it's not real, right? So I want to make sure that our confidence is based on the fact that we've done the work, that we know this thing backwards and forwards. You know that we've gotten a lot of feedback, that we've consulted the experts. Those are the things to draw confidence in, not you know. I'm the greatest there ever was. You're lucky to have me. You know, the sort of egotistical entitlement that sometimes people can bring to things. That's what ultimately gets us into trouble when our when our belief is not based on what's real, but on what maybe we wish was real. And 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 so I'm trying I've done that myself. Right. Where it's like, oh, wait, the reason I thought I could do this was because I didn't actually know anything about it. And if I'd done my research and I'd worked on it, I wouldn't have been so so glib and optimistic about it i would have i would have put in a lot more i would have done more planning and more research and and all of that so within the difference between the ego and the confidence again you just weave great stories within your book and an ego is the enemy is no exception so can you talk maybe about a story either abstract or you know just real time that you think really kind of epitomizes what this concept is I'll give you a quote I really love about that. Um, there's a, a line from Epictetus, who's also a Stoic philosopher, and he says, you know, one cannot learn that which they think they already know. And so I think that is something as we're aspiring to do stuff in our lives, right? Someone's trying to create a, a business or you're trying to tackle some new project. If you think that you already know everything about it because you're so smart, which sometimes we can all all think. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to do it because you're not going to learn all the things that you can. You're not going to be able to listen to other people when they try to give you good advice. Um, you're going to miss all the warning signs. And so I think what we see in a lot of young people and, and, and also in successful people, they just assume that because they've been successful at whatever smaller things they've done in the past, they must therefore know everything about this given topic. When in reality, there's always something left to learn. There's another quote from the physicist John Wheeler. He says, you know, as our island of knowledge grows, so too does the shoreline of our ignorance. So it's like, as as you're getting good at this thing, you have to realize that you're also now bumping up against all the things that you're not good at, because everything that we do is interrelated with other things. And so that kind of humility, you know, Socrates is considered wise because he knew what he didn't know. That's the kind of mindset that I find that really propels us forward in a safe, manageable way. So when you're talking about this, Ryan, this makes me realize that, you know, whatever we've chosen to do in this world, you know, that is our chosen craft. And we always, as entrepreneurs, as humans, we need to be working at improving our craft. So let's kind of talk a little bit about how craftsmanship can, you know, suppress the ego or that does suppress the ego. Well, what I love about a craft, like dedicating yourself to a craft, is that there's always room for improvement. So you don't, when I write a book, I don't look back and think, oh, I'm so amazing. I wrote a book. I think this isn't as good as I, I want it to be. Now I have to try again on a new topic, right? Now, now, I, now I have a new goal to beat. And I think you've probably, you've done, you know, as you said, 1,400 of these interviews. Well, like I said, number 34, I was horrible. I admit it. 575 when you came back, I was good. I mean, I'd done 575 interviews, but now, you know, here we are at 1418. I mean, you know, this is improving my craft one episode at a time. 
And and I think the more you focus on the craft and you love the craft, the more you're going to be finding things for you to improve. The artist uh, Marina Abranovich, she's saying, you know, the second you believe in your own greatness, that's the death of your creativity. <laughs> so the second that you think that you've you've learned everything there is to learn about interviews that you could do them in your sleep, that's when you're going to stop improving. But, you know, you look at someone like Larry King, he's done tens of thousands right. of interviews and he's he's if you watched him in the 80s, he's he was better in the 90s and he's better in the 2000s and he's better now because you have to learn to love that craft and to put it above your own ego. And so what personally what I love about writing is that it's so hard that every day it humbles you. And I think a lot of crafts are like that. And and if you can find one for yourself to dedicate yourself to, it's going to prevent you from getting a big head. And when you find that craft that you can dedicate yourself to Fire Nation, it's just gold because you're not going to be able to spend the rest of your life improving and getting better at a craft or something that you're passionate about, something that you're excited by. You never want to reach that point where you're no longer improving because that's boring. Like what else is there new? Like we as humans, we're looking to progress, we're looking for new accomplishments for those new milestones. So find that craft and continuously hone and improve it. Now, we have some killer stuff coming up, Fire Nation, and I don't want you to go anywhere because Ryan's going to be dropping a value bombs galore. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor. You're probably finding out pretty quickly that when you run your own online business, your prospects, partners, and customers aren't always in the same city or state as you are. So how do you, the business owner, continue to grow your business and provide excellent service even when you can't meet face-to-face? A tool we use here at EO Fire to help us stay on top of our communication is eVoice. eVoice allows you to forward calls and voice messages to any line, so regardless of whether you're in the office or on the go, you can still be in touch. Want a line with a professional greeting and menu options that make it easy for your callers to be routed quickly? eVoice provides that too. See how eVoice can help you connect with your prospects, partners, and customers quickly and easily. Visit eVoice.com today. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Everyone makes creating a beautiful website look so easy, but it's not until you actually dig into your own creation that you realize that building a landing page, a gallery, an online store, or even a blog is no walk in the park. But with Squarespace, doing any and all of these things is simple. You can add and arrange different parts of your site with a click of a button, plus they offer award-winning templates with customizable settings, no plugins required. What's also great about Squarespace is they're trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world. So if you're looking for commerce tools, rest assured that Squarespace can help you track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails all in one platform. Customer support, they do that too. Squarespace offers 24-7 customer support from a team filled with experienced Squarespace users. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code FIRE to get 10% off your first purchase. So Ryan, we are back. And when I look over the last four years of my journey as an entrepreneur, as a podcaster, et cetera, I really can separate into a couple seasons. You know, season number one, and I look back and just, you know, I'm just saying, ugh, like I wish I would have known better. But of course, that was my season one. You know, I was just so focused on the business. You know, I was hunched over my computer all day, every day. I was working on the business from sunrise to sunset. 
and my health suffered. You know, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't exercising. And this was 2012, 2013, 2014. This was a season for me. And I woke up in 2015 early and I said, man, like, this is going to change. Like, I don't have the energy anymore. Like, you know, I'm now in my mid thirties. So it's like, I don't have the energy of a 25 year old with no sleep and all this stuff. Like I'm not eating right. I don't feel like I look good. I don't feel good. And so I decided to make a different season in my, in my business where now I focus in my life, I should say, now I focus on sleep, on nutrition, on exercise. These are things that are so important to me now have been for almost two years, all of 2015, all of 2016. That's been my one A, one B, and one C. And then my business comes somewhere after that because I know that I can't serve Fire Nation unless I'm serving myself. And something that I love that you talk about is meditation, is exercise, is actually going out into nature. Can you kind of expand upon that and, and how you fit that into your book? I think you raise a good point. If you are so focused on yourself and, and you, you, your world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, you're ultimately, the work is going to suffer as a result of that. And I think we have to realize that taking care of ourselves and being healthy is really the sort of the highest goal because we can't do what we do without that. So look, one, one of the things I think about creativity is that it's like I have to, I have to look inside myself and find, find something that I'm inspired by that I want to make. But if all I'm doing is looking inside myself and I'm not looking outside at the world and I'm also not existing in the present moment, I'm going to slowly lose touch with the world. And so I think meditation is certainly a way to be there in the present moment. It's very important. I have trouble like uh, – and maybe I need to take your class. I, <laughs> I, I have trouble sitting still long enough. And so – so, so I find that exercise is very meditative for me. I, I run or I swim. And so that idea of like, you know, I can't get any phone calls while I'm in the pool. I'm doing the same activity, the repetitive motion, but I'm also, you know, exerting that energy. I find that's how I get into a flow state. And that's where I, I have a lot of breakthroughs as a person. And it, it makes me happier. And so I schedule that as part of my day. I don't consider like, hey, I don't have time to go for a run or swim. Like, that's part of the workday and it's scheduled in there. I think Tony Robbins has said this. He's like, if you don't have 15 minutes for yourself in the morning, like what kind of life is that? For me, it's like if I don't have an hour in the middle of the day to go exercise, that's not the kind of life that I want. And I think nature, going out into nature is a similar meditative experience where it's like if you're standing next to a tree that's twice or 10 times as old as you – it's hard to get so consumed with your modern day-to-day -day problems <laughs> because you've got some perspective. So I love all of this. And Ryan, just kind of a little bit of a side note, like the going out into nature part, that's something that I think that we don't discuss enough, you know, in this metropolitan world that a lot of us live in. I will say that, you know, when I moved to Puerto Rico a few months back and, you know, now where I live, like I just live so much more in nature than I used to when I was out in San Diego. And, and I lived in a pretty decent place in San Diego, so I was able to get outside and get into the nature now. But I'll tell you, the thing that I look forward to most every single day is I go on this incredible four mile jog and it's out into the nature. I mean, I'm on a dirt path. It's trail running and it goes almost straight up. It's like a hill for two miles and you get to the top and you're on what's called Submarine Hill. And they call it Submarine Hill because back in World War II, there was actually an army post up there where they would fire into German U-boats as they were going b oh, by wow. and doing all this stuff. So there was actually 356 confirmed sinkings in this area where I live 
during wow. World War II from, from, from German U-boats. So it was a huge, huge issue. So they would fire down onto these U-boats. And every day I would take this two-mile run. I'd get to the top of it, and I'm sweating, and I'm dying, and I'm huffing, and I'm puffing. And I get to the top, and I just feel this sense of just like, success for getting up there. And I've been in the nature again. You know, I mean, there's like trees and there's bugs and there's birds. And then I run the two miles back down. And so it's this four mile run. But when I'm at the top, like I'm just looking around, I'm like, man, picture the guys that were here, you know, 70, 80 years ago that were, you know, manning this and just, it just puts everything in perspective when you, when you just kind of step out of yourself and do things like that. So Ryan, if you're ever in Puerto Rico, brother, I'm taking you on that run. I would love that. (laughs) Well, and, and, and I think what, what I like is that sense of satisfaction you're expressing because what people miss is that. You could have had the, everything could have gone wrong that day. Like the audio couldn't have been working. People could have canceled. <laughs> you could have had a financial thing. But like that run, it going well is in your control. Like if you get out, if you put on your shoes and you put on the effort, it's going to go well. You're never not making it to the top of the hill, right? So it gives you like a nice, easy win every day. And I think that's important too. It's a win. I mean, getting to the top of that hill, it's just a win. Like I can do nothing else right the rest of the day. And I've won that, and that's huge. So I love that. Now, we've kind of danced around this topic a little bit, Ryan, but let's just dive in. Like, why should we not believe our own hype? For a lot of us that have public-facing careers, or, or we understand that marketing is part of what we do. So we have to get out there, and we have to make ads, or write articles, or you know, social media posts. And we're trying to, we're, we have to realize that we're selling an idealized version of ourselves. And that we have to personally, though, not buy into that. Personally, we have to look at all the things that we're not doing well enough that we need to improve or else, you know, we won't grow. Then I think the other thing is that you have to realize that other people, uh, when they write about you and they talk about you, they're simplifying things. So when they say you're amazing, they're not looking at all the things that, you know, you're not great at. (laughs) And when they say you suck, they're not looking at all the things that you're actually quite good at. And so you kind of have to ignore all of it. There's a quote from Hemingway where I think he's saying like, you know, if you read the, if you take the good reviews to heart, then you have to take the bad reviews to heart too. It's better just to ignore all of them and sort of have your own standards for what's good and what's not good and not be driven by sort of egotistical, you know, need for approval from other people. So Ryan, every time we talk, it's like a breath of fresh air because again, I can read your book and I do, and you know, I can read different recommended resources that you have and I do, and that helps. But you know, Fire Nation, it's like you guys tuning into and like hearing Ryan, somebody who spent so much time studying under, you know, great entrepreneurs and writers like Robert Greene and was just himself written so many great books and studied and learned so much. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you tune into. So, Ryan, if you could share with Fire Nation as we kind of close down here, different yeah. resources and books that you might recommend to people that are just like, you know, I, I kind of want to learn more. One of the, my favorite books that I read while I was researching this was a, it's a book by Bill Walsh, the football coach. He coached the 49ers, and it's called um, The Score Takes Care of Itself. And basically his premise on that book is that if, it, if you do everything right, the team does everything right. The score takes care of itself. That was one I really liked. I also liked a book called uh, How Adam Smith Can Change Your Life by Russ Roberts, um, which which I think people will get a lot out of. And then I always encourage people to go back and read the classics, right? Like this book is based on Stoic philosophy because, you know, unlike, you know, even, even the best book for, that's out right now hasn't survived 
2,000 years mm-hmm. of trial and tribulation from the people who read it. And so I think one of the reasons you want to go back through history and read these sort of great classic works is that typically they've survived for a reason. And, and you want to make sure, like I have this quote in the book from Bismarck, and he's saying, you know, any fool can learn by experience. I prefer to learn by the experience of others. <laughs> I think that's a reason to read widely and also to read historically because for hundreds or thousands of years, people have been going through whatever you and I are going through right now. And, you know, the technology might change a little bit, but it's still, it's people having relationships, getting into fights, having money problems, whatever it is, people have gone through it. And you want to learn from, from the people who have survived. Ryan, let's end today on Fire Brother with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. All right, so I'll give you a piece of advice from the Stoics that I've, I've had to think about and use a lot. Um, it's this quote from Marcus Aurelius. He's saying, um, to, to accept it without arrogance and to let it go with indifference. And to me, that's a recipe for how you're supposed to respond to really good things happening. Mm. You don't let it go to your head. And when really bad things happen, you shrug it off and you keep moving. I love that piece of advice. Um, and then people can connect with me on my site. It's ryanholiday.net. You know, my books are available anywhere books are sold. And I think I'm at Ryan Holiday on pretty much every, uh, every platform. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with RH and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Ryan in the search bar, all three of his episodes. Again, that's 34, 575, and now 1418 will pop up on EO Fire. And uh, you can get a kick out of listening to all of those. But of course, from today's episode, we'll have all the resources and all the links to his books, to what he recommended the books he recommended. But my strong call to action here, Fire Nation, is go check out Ego is the Enemy. This is an amazing book that I'm currently in the middle of for a second time. And again, I don't reread books. This is a book I'm rereading. So check out Ego is the Enemy. You'll love the stories. You'll love the connection. It will give you a mindset shift. And then head over to ryanholiday.net. Check out his site and drop, drop him a little note on the contact form and just let him know you know what you think about his content because I know he'd like to, to engage with his readers and his listeners and his fans. So uh, make that happen. And Ryan, brother, thank you for being a three-peat. I'm looking forward to bringing you back on for your fourth time, for your sixth book. So for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Ryan today. And if you haven't already, it's really worth giving Stoicism a try. I love it. And I also love the fact that you have big goals and the Freedom Journal is your guide to accomplishing them. So just visit thefreedomjournal.com and start accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days today. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Squarespace gives you a simple way to create your next landing page, gallery, online store, or blog. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code FIRE to get 10% off your first purchase. Looking to connect with your prospects, partners, and customers quickly and easily? With eVoice, you can forward calls and voice messages to any line. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE.